Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Many orthodontists in Tallahassee can straighten a smile, but at Birch Orthodontics, they're dedicated to providing the finest care possible. The experienced and friendly staff is trained in all of the latest techniques. So whether you need standard treatment like braces or Invisalign, or you have a more complicated case requiring extra attention, Birch Orthodontics is here for you. Set up your free consultation today by visiting birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H orthodontics.com, or call 850-877-1692. At Birch Orthodontics, they create beautiful smiles that last a lifetime. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to RegisterMeats.com. That's RegisterMeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring WarChant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Well, this ought to be fun. Nothing's happened since we uh, last talked to you. This thing, this train just keeps on rolling, <laughs> baby. Here we go. Simple headlines brought to you by our friends at Register Sausage, as you just heard. Uh, thanks to Register Sausage. And what a time to sponsor Seminole Headlines or be a part of Florida State football in any way, right? <laughs> you want to talk about, mm. I know Dr. Birch is ride and die, but everybody who's involved in Florida State athletics and advertising is ride and die indeed. Mm. Well, the nice thing is you got to support the people who support Florida State at a time like this, and yeah, and, and, and support us more because you might need you know people might need to be stepping up here in a year or two. Maybe is what you're saying after this, that debacle well, and, on on Saturday. And night. that might have been a weekend for some pity sausage. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't even know if it is it, there you, enough pity sausage out there. <laughs> I, don't I don't know that somebody would have enough mustard to want to have pity sausage, <laughs> but just man. might be like, I just want to sit here. But I just want to sit and stew. <laughs> Kim, Kim and I, Kim and I actually just uh, did the uh, we Ooh. did the we did the jambalaya pity sausage. Really, we did the jambalaya trick, Jeff. Uh, we did the jambalaya trick where we got the uh, prepackaged. Instant ready-made jambalaya from like a container. And threw in a little registers threw in there? Threw in the andouille. Oh, sweet, sweet andouille. And, uh, man, it just takes it to a different level. Registermeats.com is the website where they will, uh, you can order anywhere in the country except Alaska. We, we've told you before. Yeah. We don't know if that's true or not, but we don't want them shipping to Alaska. We, no. And then uh, the, um, but if you're in the Florida, most parts of Florida, uh, South Alabama, South Georgia, uh, go to your local grocery store and get your uh, tasty andouille or other sausage products. So, where do we want to begin? How do we tackle, which many could aptly describe as the worst loss in program history? Mm. Can we start with that? The proposal at the end? None of us saw that coming. No, I don't care about the proposal at the end. I'm indifferent. Uh, it's the least of my worries. I, I, would, I would bring up the fact that we all three, 
Think that Mike Norvell's a good coach? Well, I do. No, I'm, I'm not. I that was such a a mind-boggling performance. Not even even. See, if, I started at the right place. But I like it. Even if Jarvis Brownlee makes that armor. tackle, even it's if he still, makes that it's tackle, still it's yeah. a disastrous play call, and it's a disastrous three and a half hours of football. But that means you're not a good coach. Like that means. You, Good it, coaches have had terrible how, days. But uh, it's a data a point. Terrible weeks. It's a data point in, For a, sure. in a big one, and he's 3-8 and eight now, um, and one of his losses but is see, this Jackson is what State. happens. Everybody says last year's year zero. Year zero Doesn't count. Until you and, lose a couple games. And then games, you lose and this now, game, hey, now, 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 now that counts. But it's not just a game. Yeah. We just went over it. It's the worst loss in program yeah. history, and especially considering what he preaches about accountability in you know all all the stuff the detail paying attention to the detail yeah, the little stuff that why, he preaches let me circle back Come and then that's why i think that's why that loss hits so hard it's also why we're all shocked by it because yeah. we've seen the evidence that he is that buttoned up they do pay attention to the details yeah. but they did not on saturday night and they did not have their team prepared to play they did not handle situations well i thought personnel groupings were sad sorry and wildly inconsistent I don't think they know what they want to be, offensively or otherwise. I think they've got real problems identifying what they're trying to be. I don't know if they thought the Notre Dame game meant they could be this other thing, and they can't, but they did a lot of experimenting. And you have pointed this out before in previous years. When you do that, you are sending a message to your team that this is nothing more than a glorified scrimmage. You can't then ask them to take a team seriously. When they see the personnel groupings that they saw and they call the plays the way they did, they know that you're not taking that opponent seriously. And then you have the debacle at the end, which there's no way, and he can say what he has to say at the dais, and he's going to. I don't expect him to rip his coaches. He can't. Uh, and nor should he, by the way, as the ultimate leader. What would who, you have done if you were the head coach in I that moment at the press conference? Well, I would have said, obviously, uh, you know, I, I, our, we did not put our kids in a good position there, and we lost the game, and we're going to have to get that fixed. Oh, I'm not I thought you might have a little more. Uh... I, listen, what I'm going to do is uh, what I am going to do is not talk more about it. I'd talk less about it. I think each time they have to go over this, they should say less and less. There's not a lot you can say that's going to satiate the fans at this point. And B, if you colossally screw up the way that they did, you don't really have to sit down and go over blow by blow just how bad it was. You just have to admit to it and move on. It was an interesting, the whole press conference was kind of interesting. And it wasn't like they Which one? The one yesterday or after the game? The one yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Like they weren't defiant. Like it wasn't no. like, it wasn't like when Jimbo was defiant after the NC State game and he said it was, oh, everything was great except the execution. Well, yeah, he blamed the players after the NC State that, game. This yes. wasn't that. I mean, they ultimately, they did take blame for the loss and they you took blame to. for not right but they would not give up on the last play call to a feely they would not give up on the quarterback situation in the second drive they said that that wasn't the problem it was the holding call was the problem okay but you never did it again and you gave jordan travis the next series but then never gave him another snap but they wouldn't they would never admit that that was a problem or the Tofili running back situation they just instead of talking about why that was a a bad decision to let him have all those carries, especially in short yardage. They just talked about how good he was last year. So they clearly were not going to give people what they wanted and admit mistakes, but they also weren't like defiant about it. Right. So to me, it's like you can't walk out of that press conference either like furious because they didn't give you the pound of flesh or feeling good about changes they're going to make. All that matters now is that they do make those changes. Like, we have to see. They cannot be in situations like this again and coach 
and make similar mistakes again. Again, I think if you're a coach, you don't owe it to the fan base to break down every mistake you made in a game in which the result is devastating, right? You don't owe it to them to do that. You can answer questions however vaguely or succinctly you want, but I think it is in your best interest from a public relations standpoint to say less. I don't. It's not going to help you to keep talking. When you do that, when you continue to talk, listen, take a big step back and just say out loud, everybody just say it out loud, Florida State lost to Jacksonville State on Saturday night. There is nothing he can say about anything that's going to make any sense in the world as to how that could happen. There's no need to break down play-by-play, personnel, first quarter, last quarter. You try to get in and out of there without dodging, but you try to get in and out of there as succinctly as possible because you know that you screwed up beyond reason. There's no other explanation. Listen, you know how few teams, and, and this is where you know I'll just come at it from the betting angle, but Vegas is, is very down the line, right? They don't have a rooting interest, per se. Do you know how few teams lose a football game as 27-point favorites at home? Doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen very yeah. often. It does happen, but it is very rare. Do you know how few people do that? It's it's rather remarkable. It is it's hard to fathom. So that's why I say less is more in that situation. But that's but and that's, you're not going to rip your coaches or your players. So you just got to get in and get out and move it along. But I guess that's the the ultimately what's important is do we think they learned from the from the the whole thing? I mean, like if they're in a situation again, something similar, are you going to coach to win the football game or are you going to do all the other stuff that they were doing? In that it, they they treated that game like a, a scrimmage. Like a like yeah, an opportunity to prepare for later in the season. What's concerning about it is uh is that have you not been around this program for the last year, year and a half? Like what made you think that the ro- the players on a Florida State football roster would take Jacksonville State seriously? That would be prepared. They were prepared. They played really well in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame. What on earth makes you think they're just going to translate that over? That's what I talked about last week. I wanted to see them come out and play well. At least take it seriously and play up, yeah. and they weren't. What made you think that they would be to the point where you run that nonsense the second series of the game? And then you have Jordan Travis come in the third or fourth series. Like just just like almost like auditions. Like just just putting stuff on film for Wake. Buddy, you're in a game. You can't until you get up thirty-one nothing on anyone. Don't don't start doing this. Uh, the I want to I don't want to call it Mickey Mouse, but stuff that doesn't isn't really part of who you are. Yeah, just so, to put stuff on film. Yeah, a lot of good coaches and good teams will obviously take certain games less serious than others. They won't admit that publicly, but they do do that, and they do try things, and they put things on tape for other opponents to have to prepare for, but you have to be sure your team is prepared enough, mature enough, experienced enough to handle that. You can't do it when the game is in the balance, and you can't do it when you have a team with questionable talent, lack of depth, and no real confidence to build upon. It's not like they've done a whole lot of winning around here lately. So what do you think they were going to do in the second half of a close game? Did you think that they would rise up and believe in themselves? What evidence do we have that they would? I know that you could say, well, they played well in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame, who backed everybody off and allowed you to run because they were letting you run clock, and they did so too early, and you got back in the game. But there's no evidence that this team was going to play with it, exuding confidence, play to play in a situation like that. You can't do that. And that's my problem with the last play, the last play call in Again, this is probably the last time we'll talk about it for a while. We hope we'll see. I may talk about it the rest of my life. but uh, I'll never forget it. The, <laughs> I'm still the, shocked. No. On my deathbed, when Brady's <laughs> telling me he loves me and my grandkids are there, I'm Remember like, that time? Brady, if you ever get to call yeah. defense. Yeah. Back yeah. them up. Yeah. Tell Jarvis Brownlee to back up. Yeah. But, but that's Have my problem more defensive that. backs in the game. Well, that's my problem with the, on that play, is even if you were going to go with the approach that they went with, 
you'd have to believe so confidently in your cornerbacks and your safeties that they would get the guy on the ground. That there's those guys are my best players, and there's no way they're going to let. Uh, they're not going to. There's no way they're going to let somebody score from sixty yards out. But how could you have that trust when these are the guys you, you're playing that have not been dependable, mm-hmm. have not been part of winning programs, have not had success? So you put them in a situation like that that they've never been in, apparently have never really practiced, and that happens. So, so the safer thing to do, if you just wanted to win that football game, think of the decisions you would have made if you're Mike Norvell and that coaching staff, if all you wanted to do is win that football game. Oh, sure. From that play, the way you defended that play, to what you would have done with the quarterbacks, you would have run the ball probably 60 times. Oh, early in the game, you would have you just would have said, just all right, I'm going to abandon this. It's not going to work. These guys aren't mature enough. We're not good enough. Let's just run the ball, they're, get out of here, get our 14, 17-point win, and move on to the next game because you can't lose that game. If they're playing seven DBs back, if they're yes. playing so soft, run the man, ball. just take it, take yeah. it, take it, take it, take it. Instead, they were trying to work on the passing game, which I get. You know, especially if you think the transition to Milton is the long-term answer. Well, now they have to second-guess that, and I know they declared him the starter this week. We don't know if that's because they think a drop-back passing game is coming and that it's going to be refined. Uh, I don't think the statistics along the offensive front and percentage of pass plays in which the quarterback gets hit suggest that they should be going to that kind of an offense. But, okay, maybe they see something different than I do. Fine. But... I will say there's other reasons that they may be doing that. I don't know if Jordan Travis is completely healthy. He doesn't look completely healthy to me. I don't know if he is or he is not. Plus, we saw the little blow-up on the sideline, which may or may not be anything. Could be something. Who knows? All I know is that you sow the seeds of acrimony after a loss like that, and now you've made your road to success he and just trust. Said, sow the seeds of acrimony. By the way, th- is that that Tears for Fears song? That's a song? great song. <laughs> no, what a seeds great of song. love oh, uh, is, would be the opposite. Yeah. Oh. Acrimony, acrimony didn't want, they couldn't think of anything <laughs> yeah, to rhyme yeah, with yeah, acrimony. Yeah, 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 they went with love. So <laughs> what I would tell you is that at this point, you just made your job that much more difficult. And the trust level amongst your players, the culture, all the stuff we talk about, plus the fan base. Forget the fan base. The fan base has already decided you're done. I mean, all you got to do is go to warchant.com or any social media outlet. The fans are done. They well, and who could that's blame what happens. them? Who what, could blame them? That's what you them? get, man. Who that's could what you blame get when them? you lose to Jacksonville well, State? You have to wear that. Going from where they were six yeah. days earlier, I was texting Dr. Birch, who we'll talk about more in the second hour. Mm. Uh, I'm sure she was pleased. She, but she just said, you know. The Notre Dame game was the most fun she's ever had at a loss. You know, like it was just a fun game because it looked like it, there was evidence and so tangible evidence. And then you come back six days later and have that. And I get that players and coaches don't have to take a moral victory and say, "Hey, I'm proud of us." No, because most competitors hate losing no matter what, even if you played well. But fans, rightfully, saw a big step forward. They saw growth, so they walked out of the stadium mad that we lost, but thought. And at least there was some growth. We've been so bad for so long. At least I saw evidence of people trying in the right spots, and they were physical. They weren't catching tackles. They were actually showing up. And, and then, then this you got happened. that big old fat uh, Cleveland steamer just all it's, over them. It's, uh, it's, it's the, <laughs> it really I mean, is stunning. The, <laughs> the uh, that's the one the one issue I took with what Mackenzie Milton said after the game, and I I agree with his sentiment. But he said this is what happens when. You lose and people pat you on the back and tell you a good game. No, man, that's not the fans' fault. That's no. not the media's fault. No. That's what happens when you guys let that affect you. Yeah, I was wondering, like, at UCF, did they ever get patted on the back when they won 20-something <laughs> games in a row? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, some people handle it better. Win or loss, some people handle it better. And this team clearly doesn't handle it all, and that's why. And like, I'm not I'm not punning on Mike Norvell. I'm not saying he is a bad coach. You're I'm saying, saying you're I'm, not sure he is. I'm certainly not a where I was coach. six days ago okay. because that was that bad a loss. I'll concede that 
I'm not as confident as I was that this turnaround is happening as fast as we hoped it would. I can tell you that. I, I projected before the season a 6-6 six and six campaign, so clearly I didn't think they were world beaters, even if I believed in the yeah, staff. Yeah, this pencil is one of those dubs. Oh, this though. one was a dub. But, <laughs> this one was a dub. And I think, but for me personally, what I learned from the early years under Jimbo was you can have awful games, make terrible decisions as a head coach, and get better. And, and yes, and that that at the time I was overly critical of Jimbo because I was like, man, this guy just this is ridiculous. But it was you also lose, his lose, first time coaching. You lose the Will Muschamp in your in, in his first season. I mean, you lose that awful Florida team. You let EJ throw the ball fifty times when he's clearly not emotionally in the game. Yeah, because of what was going on with his mother. I mean, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? You're, but he got better, and I don't think he would make those mistakes. You know, years Co- down the road, coaches make mistakes all the time. Rarely does it come back to bite you. To this extent, against that caliber of an opponent, I mean, it really is fabulously. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. He had to have spent a few moments in a quiet room. I don't know, Saturday at three o'clock in the morning or, or Sunday, whenever it was. That After he, he got up. done vomiting, yes, yes, projectile. I mean, he yeah. had to vomit. Right? I mean, I just think that he had. There's to... no way his stomach wasn't in knots enough not to vomit. Well, I, I know this again. I almost. Vomited. I pulled an Irish Chappelle. <laughs> you almost, I watched. You almost vomited in the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pulled an Irish Chappelle. I watched that press conference afterwards a couple different times and slowed it down to see his facial expressions as questions were being asked. If you go back and look at that. He is so soul-searching. He can barely even hear the questions because he is doing the damn Phil Collins faraway stare in Miami Vice. At the, you yeah. know, he is. Mm. This is like, my man knows. I just presided over the worst loss in program history. That's my name Yeah, that, that's attached to this. He also knows all those boosters, everything that Alfred's trying to do, everything that the university's trying to do. Everything Warchant's trying to do. All the, well, the local economy. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that was all, on his list. All of it. Every bit of it. All the goodwill he knew was gone instantaneously. He also knew... It wasn't just gone. Now it's bad will. Well, I was going to say, you went from, hey, I think this guy's got some things going to this Get guy's in face. over his head. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my face. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to see you anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just like, that's why I say there's nothing, and you wrote about it on Warchant.com, there's nothing he could say. Well, just, just, hey guys, I know you don't want to hear from me today. We had a good practice. <laughs> see you Saturday. Just jog off the field. We're going to try to win a football game, yeah, and then maybe, maybe you'll want to hear from me next maybe week. Maybe you'll want to talk to me next week. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, I'll be around. I'm still here. It's in, it's impossible. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow 
grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. As you can imagine, it's not the most measured response that I'm reading on our social media accounts <laughs> regarding right. the... Uh, the loss to Jacksonville State and what we should do moving forward. Uh, most most of these uh, are not steeped in the reality of the situation. You can be angry, and you should be angry. Everybody was angry. I'm still a little angry. I think Corey's very angry. Yeah, I, I haven't um, gotten over it. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Well, you will. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe when, they, when Brady has a son, a daughter point, or something. When they rattle off nine out of ten, buddy, you're going to be. <laughs> well, that's true. I, when that, Jacksonville State will be a distant memory a when, minor we're the, hiccup. when we're at the Orange Bowl. Yeah. At some point, you'll realize that that anger and that vitriol is only hurting you. It's not hurting the other. Just person hold on to it. That you're mad about. You got to let yeah. it go. Yeah. It's well. Again, what bo- what bothers me is that again, I think, and I'm I don't think this is hyperbole. I think if the three of us are in charge of that game plan, oh yeah, there's no chance that we do worse. We win the game. I I yeah. believe that to be true. Well, J- that's they- incredible. Jason Corbin and Trayshawn Ward would have combined for about 45 They'd have been yeah. exhausted. They would have had nothing left for Wake. Yeah. I'd be like, get Jordan ready, Travis boys. You get had 25 about 11. apiece. Jordan yeah. Travis would have had about 11. Mm-hmm. There would have been seven passes thrown. And we we win comfortably and move on. And so, if we're not if we're not winning comfortably somehow, all my all my DBs are at the 15-yard line. Yeah. They're not they're not playing press man. They're not 10 yards within the I know they weren't playing press man, but they were within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Nine guys on fourth and uh, 60. I mean, that's, I, I, that's you know what, what it was, you know what's was fourth a shame. and 60. What, we, what is a shame is we'll never get the opportunity to know the breakdown of communication. I don't believe that that was the call. I don't, I don't think that they – and he said it's, it's two man um, – uh, it's two deep man under. It, it's not. But moreover, I wouldn't have run that. You've got to be in some sort of cover four quarters. You've got to be back. I mean, I – it I mean, looked, one of the, the it safety in, on our side of the field, Sidney Williams was like eight yards off the ball. Yeah, no, there's yeah. weird stuff I mean, going on there. It wasn't covered. Too. Yeah, they're saying it's one robber. But here's the thing that I would say that no matter what it was, I don't. I have a hard time believing that was the call. I don't. Oh, yeah. I think they're, they're, that's what I'm saying. I wish we could know. I wish we could be in a room where the person who made that call but, is getting screamed down, so I could know for sure that they're not that kind of ignorant the, of the situation. But at the end of the day. It all goes back to Norvell because he's yeah, on the he's headset. Ultimately, yeah, he's got to be like, and, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah, I don't blame Adam. I mean, you can blame Adam Fuller, but again, it, I, I think I brought this up in my column. If I didn't, I meant to. If in that moment when they're punting the ball back to Jacksonville State with a minute and a half left, 140, 140 left. When they, if, when they called timeout yes, before? Yes, before they yeah. – if they if Papuchas said, fake, 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 <laughs> if he calls a fake punt on his own, Norvell's like, what are you doing? No, we're not fake punting it. Right. This is my team. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I don't gonna, think he's going to explain it. John, pa- just... <laughs> John Papuchis, you're not calling a play like that. That <laughs> yeah. is a game strategy call. That is a head coach's call. When there's six seconds left and it's fourth and sixty, and you see your defensive coordinator putting putting a defense out there that looks like that, well, it's on you. It's your team. It was yeah. your loss. Yeah, I, to there's say, confusion there. You have somebody running off late. I even think they might have been flagged on that play. Um, they look confused, just like they were in the wrong defense to play before, where the kid just didn't see the receiver, and that's why his coach is like, yeah. Corey, I know you said this, and I thought it as I watched it, they ran a play. Yeah. That's not a Hail Mary. That's a play, that's a play. against the coverage. They're going, oh, you're going to let us do that, and then you let somebody get over top? Which, that's just situationally poor. Like, the player kind of has to know. 
well, have enough wherewithal sure. to know that the same player also just yeah. chose not to tackle him. I mean, I, because it was really strange. The whole thing was just crazy. I mean, so much about it was crazy. But and that's the problem that you know Norvell's going to have to the point you were making in the last segment is he's lost that love and feeling. No, no, like. <laughs> Even if people weren't sold That's on well him, played, sir. even if That's people well weren't, played. even if people weren't sold on him, and I'm talking about fans, former players, right. donors, yeah. even if they weren't sold, at least there was like a there. They didn't have any evidence to the contrary. There's yeah. a good coach. Now yeah. they do. It's now, a pretty big data point they got. So now, <laughs> so now, as Corey's saying, now they're like, now they're going to question everything that's done. It's like, well, if you could do that. Then how do I trust you in this situation? Well, let's let's push it forward for a second because I think this is the, another problem. Okay, so if we just call that a a bad day at the office, <laughs> boy, historically bad day yes. at the office. Everything you could do wrong, you did wrong, and it cost you dearly. And now that's in the rear view. You have to move forward. You have no choice. You can't undo it. Here's my concern. Let's say we believe that the team has bought in this entire time to this coaching staff to Mike Norvell's messaging and to work ethic and preparation and all that, because I think we kind of do believe that. I mean, I, it maybe could call into question after this last game, but I, I do think yeah. we think that. They may not be good enough to go win the game. That's the problem. I think they'll go play hard, and I think the defense is good enough to slow Wake Forest way down. I think I think it's a lower-scoring game. I don't think Wake Forest is going to go up and down the field because I think that front four is legit for Florida State. And By the, the way, they played pretty well most of the game on defense and the, until the last two drives. And the whole key against Wake Forest offense, especially the running game, is being disciplined. Right. And they've they, they've in shown the that. Notre Dame game. They showed a lot of discipline. Oh, a ton of discipline. Yeah. So I think they'll shut down Wake's offense, which means they'll be oh, in the game. They'll have right. a chance to win the game. Okay, this guy. That's nice. All right. So here's the thing. But they may not be good enough to win the game, even if effort is there, even if scheme is there, even if those kids buy in and play hard physically and mentally. They do all the things they're supposed to do because that line sucks and it's banged up. Their well, offensive right. line sucks Remember and it's that, banged up. that Dillingham said before the season he f- they felt good about eight guys, right? He actually said seven, maybe eight. Seven, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Maurice Smith's hurt. Still Robert not, yeah. Scott, we don't know. Um, he came out of the game. Neither, yeah, he came out of the game. Maurice Smith didn't play. You just told and Lucas then to have a good day. Dante Lucas is done. Well, thank goodness. Uh, right, but he was one of the seven or eight. Yeah, he so was now on the list. Now you're down to four or five you feel good about. Yeah. One of them's in uh, engagement bliss. You don't know how excited he is to to play he, football. He's in, he's, he's going to keep bringing that up. Yeah. Well, no, I mean that was a, it was a big moment, but I'm saying he's got other things on his mind. Maybe well, he's got a wedding. I don't think he's they're counting on play. him, my man. But well, yeah. yeah, but in the problem with you know, like so, Babyon's your you know your top backup at either of the guard spots, but he's also your center when Maurice Smith is out. Yeah, so it's like a compound. It's just a bummer. You think so? Maurice Smith and in, in Robert Scott specifically probably Maurice, Maurice Smith, Smith is their best player. Is their best offensive lineman either DLT? Yeah. Well, DLT's not what he was a year ago because of the injury, and he didn't get to. Sure, rehab and do this. I mean, he rehabbed. He didn't get stronger and better. Yeah, that's why they had to move him to guard. But you, so you're you're kind of down two of your three best guys. So this would be my point. And you don't have a lot of great guys. You could have all the buy-in in the world. You could yeah. have all the commitment in the world. You could go play really well and hard on defense and be in the game. But you may not be good enough to block it up and win the game. Not the way you called your offense Saturday night. Well, you just still. can't. You can't. You can't. They, the offensive line wasn't good last year either at all. But Jordan Travis can do some things that, uh, uh, you know, at least we need. We need to have the quarterback debate. Are we going to do it in this segment, or are we going to next segment, or where are we at? Because because the quarterback debate, I think, is there's a lot of meat on that bone. I guess. I mean, we're going to have it all year long. I think 
Because well, I think both are going to have to play. Yeah, but my point is that we, I was talking with Aslan on Wake Up War Chant about it because he thought I was saying that Jordan Travis is a better quarterback than Mackenzie Milton. I'm not saying you're that. saying for what we for have this team. Yeah, he may have to be because he, I don't disagree with that. Well, you know that Mackenzie Milton can do some things. They average three point nine yards per pass play. That's incredible it's, against the FCS school. It's so what are they going? What, what are they going to do this week but in the weeks that follow? Milton has a skill set that I don't think can be exploited with because the receivers aren't very good. Receivers, yes, and the line can't block. But I think <laughs> the question is, I think the, the question that they're asking themselves. Is it's not like they're oblivious that Jordan Travis. Well, maybe they were on Saturday, but Jordan Travis could have won that football game no, yes. without question. He put up forty-one on him last year. So the question I think that they're asking themselves is: Are we looking for the short-term answer? Or are we looking for the long-term answer? Who's going to help us win games in October, November? <laughs> right. Look, I know it's funny now, right. but they thought they were going to beat Jackson yeah. State. Yeah, they were incorrect. <laughs> but, but my point would... is: So, so Jordan, Tra- they may have looked at it like you know what, Jordan Travis may could win. Beat, could win this game, but he's not going to. Our beat ceiling any of those is higher with Milton. Whereas Milton, if we can get the passing game, yeah. if you can block it up, yeah. and I'm not sure they can because they're not healthy up front and they're not talented. That's a deadly combination. And then secondarily, your receivers aren't very good or experienced in certain places. So I don't know what you do there. Man, they are in a tough bind here because obviously you have to run something. But to, this week they announced McKenzie's the starter. Yeah. So is Jordan Travis? What what's is he mentally checked out? Is he not healthy? I don't know. I'm speculating. I do not know that. It's an odd. It's an odd time to yank that oar away. What did he say today? What did he? Yeah, he, he did he give an about? answer. He I said, mean, people was asking. He just him. said that they liked the things that McKenzie was giving him in terms of like the energy he brings, the, the leadership. I mean, you, don't you have to imagine that Wake's still planning for Jordan Travis too, though? Like, or do you, you think, think they're just like, no, we're we're going to go strictly on what they did against Jacksonville State? Because they said they wanted to keep it like. I thought they were going to keep it open-ended all year yeah. and have that or kind of all year, and then they just took it away after a game where you averaged 3.9 yards per pass and, uh, and scored 17 points. You scored yeah. three in the second half on a 53-yard field goal. I'm sure Wake is going to prepare for both. How but quickly I think... can we install the option? I mean, I would go straight <laughs> wishbone <laughs> yeah, with Jamel Holloway. School, yeah. Call up the, uh, what's <laughs> his name, at <laughs> Navy, man. Just uh, Paul Johnson, what's he doing, Ira? Here's the problem. Jordan gets hurt every well, time he's right. tackled, yes, so you can't just right. run him like you want to because he's ride, always yeah, hurt. Yeah, you ride him until he's done. What, what and then, two plays into and the then, game? And then <laughs> you go with Corbin. Just more wildcat. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't even, we're not going down that road again. I can't watch that anymore. I don't mind. They did really well with it they, last year. But now they did no, well with no, it no. last game. But no. where they where they struggled with it in this game, I thought, was they, they were too predictable with it. And it was took so long. Like I, And Kenny Dillingham was defending it yesterday w- without even being asked about it. Yeah, he, he clearly did, wanted to. He did just, that with Toa Feely, too. He wanted mm-hmm. to bring that up, which is fine. But like the explanation that we take when we take the quarterback out, we, we take a hat out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if they know you're not going to throw, throw it, it ever. ever. Then you lose that because Jacksonville State just put nine guys in the box. They've never run anything off of it to give That's them the something problem. to think about, and you, that will get taken away. And just like that, you're but it screwed. was it, it was something that worked for him a good bit last year. It did, but so now now all the it, had, it struggles in one game, and now it's a dumb thing to do. I well, don't necessarily believe that. I do think maybe you need to do some different things with it, right? Um, especially if you know you can't block all that well. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I just you, think you can have you, Corbin and Ward back there together. I don't. I, I that to me on third and one. That's better than just Milton just, handing it off to Corbin. Yeah, you I know guess, what I mean. I guess, man. I just I think at least if Milton's in there on third and two, there's a 
possibility you might be throwing the ball. Mm. If you only have quarterback there, they've shown they never – But when Milton's in the game – look, you're right about that. But when Milton's in the game, you lose the man advantage that you have when JT's right. in the game to run the ball. And yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't Again. know that they're good enough to line up and get two yards running the ball. Clearly, I don't know that they're good enough to line up and, and run in short yard situations and pick that they, up. They clearly think – They do. I think they clearly think that with McKenzie Milton running the offense, they could be more productive – as the year goes on, then they could the top end would be with Jordan Travis. To me, that's the only that's what they're saying by taking away the or. Like this is we have to commit to this and get better because with Jordan, there's yep. only a limit to where we can. Well, let's hope they're right. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a whole heap in helping of losses. That's going to be a whew. another Cleveland. Steamer. Hey, you know, oddly, <laughs> oddly, and we got to go to break. Oddly. We said before the season, no matter what our record predictions were, what is it? it what five is, wins or ten wins or four wins or eight wins? This would be the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Boy, this weight yeah. game yeah, really was always circled yeah. up as the one, guys. Whether this they were 2-0 and or 0-2, this <laughs> was going to be the one right here. Hey, it's the ACC opener. Yeah, I mean, Let's go! Wyatt Rector today said uh, they go. can't win the ACC championship. I mean, they, you know, they're trying to win an ACC championship. He, he, so. did, he didn't say we can't win the ACC. Well, no, He'd be he was right, saying like but, we but, can't. We we. Uh, he was basically saying we can't win the ACC championship unless we go win this game today. Oh, that's Saturday. not true. Why you could lose this one and then win all the rest of the <laughs> ACC games? You never know. I might have misquoted you, Wyatt. I apologize. But either way, he's right. <laughs> hey, he said it's a clean slate. There's a good chance Corey like, wasn't listening. It's at a all, clean Wyatt. slate. It's uh, you got all these conference games. Let's go. Wyatt was talking. And Corey just heard yeah, Charlie Brown. I'll make it up as I go along when I get to the studio. Want, 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 want. Like, it's all right, man. Sure. That's awesome. You had a touchdown. But a week ago, man, I had people telling me they thought this team could win eight, nine, ten games Mm. a week ago. Mm. Yeah. And, like, Mm. not crazy. I bet they don't feel that way anymore. No. Just a hunch. You're listening to some of the headlines on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. How you doing there, podcasters? Good, good to hear it. Listen, if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You could might happen. see us. Could you and I, especially. Yes, I mean I'm there once a week. I think when I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place, cold beer, hot women. Everything you want in a—I uh, probably shouldn't have said that. Well, no, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> Whatever bars. you're into. I, I like—I like the good-looking ladies too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy, and we would all agree: great food, legitimately and most good important food. Part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got the vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want, and most importantly, again. Other than uh, the food, is that there is at least I'd say a thirty-five percent chance one of us would be there, and you get the mac and cheese bites, and you can get those shrimp tacos, which mm-hmm. are the king. Uh, you get the you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does at Horizons. I, I, I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out, and it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the. Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. I had to do... Tell uh, people what we were talking about before this uh, in the break about Travis one? Hunter. About Travis oh, Hunter. 
you can't lose Travis Hunter. Yeah. Like, and we're talking about whatever it takes. Yeah. Oh, whatever you got to do, you can't lose Travis Hunter. He's the reason the class looks like it does, at least verbally. Uh, and he's the reason that anybody has any hope whatsoever. Think about all the boosters and the people who are watching, knowing that this was always going to be a blah year. Now, they didn't think it would be an unmitigated disaster. We need to try to avoid that. But they didn't think it was – it wasn't like FSU was playing to win the Atlantic. So they're sitting back going, the Calvary's coming. Look at that class. We're going to raise the floor significantly of what's possible with the talent we're bringing in. He has to fight like hell to get to five and whatever or four – to to keep whatever it takes to get that class. Just to get to four and eight. Hey – that would that was a dub. Oh, it's I know. now off yeah. the table. You yeah. got to find a way to win five games, and hey, you you're have only, to you're find only two a way. plays from being two and zero though, <laughs> in like fourteenth in the country. Ira, when you think about it, you know, you know. Listen, you brought up quarterback. AJ Duffy looks to be considerably more talented than what they have on the roster. So he's a guy that you have to say yes. You got to get him to yeah. to stay committed. Travis Hunter has to stay committed. There's a series of guys there that you look at and you say, or you know. If they get these eight guys, they're gonna they're gonna start to turn the corner. Hold on. What uh, it represents? What, what it represents though is if they say, "I'm reopening my recruitment. I'm yeah. taking this visit and that visit." Well, you can't you bar the door, buddy. You may never be able to overcome this kind of setback. What, may never. What What is Fuller's contract? Is it a <laughs> two year deal? It was a, it was a three year deal before last season. So he's got one more second year after this game. One. No, no, no. I'm asking show, for a reason. It's happened. What does he make? Uh, uh, I think like eight hundred, maybe somewhere eight hundred, nine hundred, somewhere in there. Okay, so you're Norvell. You go to Adam Fuller and say, "Look, man, love you. You're a really nice guy. Love the accent. We have a lot of fun together." Love the accent. I'm taking. I have a thing for New Englanders. Yeah. I'm taking half your salary if you want to keep this job. I'm taking half your salary. I'm giving it, to- and it's going to Sewanee, Georgia, to the Hunter family. Yeah, or you can resign. But those are your. You two know what options. that's called in the mafia? It's called taking a haircut. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, so you good. walk in and you say yeah. to your boy, you're going to take a haircut. Yeah. And he looks at you funny and you're like, it's got to happen. Look, you're still the Florida State defensive coordinator and you're still getting paid for And nobody will know it. Dollars. And nobody will know it. In yeah. the mafia, you get to live. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Right. That's right. You so get 400 grand and you live. Hey. What are so you going to do? There's 400 right there. And then obviously, <laughs> Mike Norvell gets what? Three and a half? What do, mm-hmm. we, what do we think? So you, it's another. He takes another eight hundred. So we're redirecting of, funds now to Travis Hunter. We're getting that. You in front literally, of this baby. you have to. You, you you really do. Like if you lose him, <laughs> where there's no the the, the fan. I, I, mean, I can't even imagine what the reaction would be from Florida State. It's it's imperative you keep him. And there's nil now. It's a lot of above the table money, but Travis Hunter needs to be um, financially compensated to ensure. His right. arrival. Like the Ohio State quarterback that's making seven. You know, I know Ira always gets uncomfortable with these conversations, but it's a di- it's Why 20, would I? I don't know. That's just yeah. a weird thing. <laughs> it's 2021. You talk on the radio and YouTube about paying players and breaking into the It's 2021. It's not a violation. I don't know why. No, there's would, ways to do it now, It's Ira. not a violation it's anymore. It's all on the up and up. It's mm-hmm. not a violation anymore, man. You yeah. just put it under a... Uh, hey, Kraft hey, Nissan's got you covered. <laughs> Ira's such a weird dude. Weirdo. Who <laughs> gets uncomfortable when we start talking about No, no. I just think... Obviously, well, listen. I've been talking openly about the need to feed these guys healthy amounts of steroids to catch up to the Bama table, and I don't think we're doing it. We no. need to, we need to work in the steroid they the, protocol. They, yeah. yeah, they're getting like the bargain basement. Type. I think they're on creatine. We need to get straight <laughs> to the steroids. What are we doing? Yeah, Let's go. So, what do you expect? All right, you said you don't think that they're necessarily good enough to beat Wake. Forest. No, no. I said I'm worried they're not good enough. I did. But, I did. Okay. I picked them yesterday. I picked them to go win the game, All right. and I am taking them with the points. 
plus six. What if they lose forty to seven? <laughs> and I, but seriously, like that is a possibility. Yeah. I did not think that was a possibility yeah. seven days ago. Well, then we'll know exactly what's happened. He's lost it's, the locker I mean, room. He's lost everybody, and oh, it's a trick. Well, then they could go over, uh, the, except for UMass. But like that's the, the even Willie's last year after the debacle, which Boise won. State, and then Louisiana Monroe having to survive a PAT. You're like, man, they're gonna. We were like. At least I was like they're going to go to Virginia and get beat by five touchdowns. I went to that game and, and they, they were in the, won. They were in the game and they the whole time. They, and then they, they lost again. They did some weird things at the end. <laughs> at the end, what happens? But they fought in that game. In that game. So, but they did in most not, of those games. A, yeah, and this team fought against North, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm mean, saying. But would it not be a horrible sign right. if they go up there and look like they did <laughs> well, Louisville but, or Pitt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it would, man, but that's what that's what bad teams do also is like it'll be up and down. Like you said, and that's why you were right to last week wonder what they were going to look like in this game. I thought that the coaching staff would make sure that didn't happen. I was incorrect. Mm. Um so that but that's definitely in the team. Uh Yeah, I, though, I forget. I'd be surprised if that happens, but man, yeah, I would you be can't too, rule it but out. that's that's a possibility and it's it's a I, I know we don't read questions to the second hour, but I have to. Eric made me laugh. If we lose forty to seven, Norvell's Christmas tree will be on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His pumpkin, his uh, jack o' lantern, will be thrown out in the road. Jim, Jimbo will break into his house. Yeah, and there, throw it out. There's been a report that the Norvell family pumpkin is on the curb. Everybody, yeah. at I least Jimbo know. waited till December. Oh man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what. I mean, I was absolutely gobsmacked i couldn't believe when, when that ball was in the air i was like duh, duh, okay okay oh no yeah. oh, tackle oh my god do you think you know what i was thinking about that because i was trying to like i've watched that play so many times trying to figure out what's going through the mindset of the dbs and i really think it was like one of those plays you know like sometimes in baseball oh yeah even major league put baseball, a kid out in left field no, he but never even, played but, it. don't but, hit it to me don't hit it to me don't even, hit it to me no but even like in major league baseball there'll be a play sometimes where like a guy just has a brain fart like he Catches and like looks at one base, yeah, doesn't does throw it. it yeah. Looks at oh, another base. Think everybody's just, safe. You're like, yeah. Dude, you thinks, thinks there's something. three outs and throws the ball into the crowd. <laughs> Meanwhile, they tagged up and scored. It's like that. It was almost like I, I really felt like maybe he felt like okay, once he caught it, it's over. Or because he wasn't in the end zone yet when the clock expired, it's over. I don't. Or like he was worried about him well, catching that is, it and lateraling it. Or well, something? that was the part about when Norvell said that they froze up. That was the part. Those two individuals, I agreed, yeah. froze up once the ball was caught. But everything that preceded oh, that is how, sure. you know, that's the. Also, we've ignored largely this hour just how effing bad that offense was Horrible. for the entirety Horrible. of that game. Despicable. It was the reason they were in the predicament they were in was because of the offense. And it, completely because of decisions by the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where they really did hang them out to dry was the offensive game plan. Uh, also, I don't know how many times you're going to do this, but put yourself behind the chains with these dumbass penalties where you really, you're not good enough anyhow, but you really can't be first and 15, second and 20 all afternoon, all night. You can't. Six offensive penalties in the second half. Six. They had three yeah. on, well, they a lot of them on Dante Lucas. Yeah. But they, but he's no longer here. But like you, no, wouldn't that be something if they just started cutting kids that in game? Penalties? In game, you take it off. Get off. Take your stuff Get off. off. They're right be down there. to walk on. I'm done with this nonsense. Take your helmet off. Bad. Sorry, ass. But uh, Ian Dillingham brought that up uh, yesterday when he was talking about. He brought it up a, a little bit too much for my taste. Actually, he kept saying, "Well, you can't, you can't move the ball. You, we, you can't, you can't operate in first and fifteen, first and 20. Well, he's right. Buddy, this offense can't. Your offense can't. 
a lot of offenses around the country can survive a five-yard illegal man downfield penalty. Your offense might as well punt. That's not a good sign. Well, that, that offensive it, line but that's is a, a big of, reason why. The, yeah, it's a product of the pass protection. It's not scheme. In the, it's not scheme. In the receivers. It's they, they don't. Right, but they in that, in that game, in that game, the pass pro was not an, no, it was not an issue. It's going to be an issue against better teams. It was not a big issue in that game. So if you if you're <clears> any defense facing Florida State right now, knowing that that offensive line is what it is, and knowing that they aren't real good out on the edges, don't you just play press out on the edges and stack the box and say, eh, "Beat us, you sorry asses, beat us." I don't think you can. Well, no. Well, you just do what Jacksonville State did because no, because they'll run the ball. <clears throat> they'll run, but they'll but they'll, no. they'll have a penalty. And they'll well, go from second two to second fourteen, and that's you know, a wrap on the drive. You're certainly not going into the game assuming that you're going to have. Those and that's what that's but. what Dillingham even said when I asked him about Travis because he talked about after the it was the whole thing was weird. They they so built up Jordan Travis after the Notre Dame game, like he's a big part of the he's a big part of the team. We did a lot of great things with him in that game to then not play him, but that's fine. Um, but he he mentioned that in that Notre Dame game, maybe Corbin doesn't hit that big run if Milton's the quarterback. Like, it opens that, things up. Sure it does. So then his point was, you know, they're not efficient enough right now to move the ball in 12 plays down the field. That, or they weren't that night. And it's like, okay, yeah, because you can't make big plays with that kid at quarterback. I don't think. Because teams won't allow you to do well, it. Well, but you, let's go back to something here because I think <gasps> this is something worth asking, and I think it's why I'm concerned. It, well, except for Helton dropping what should have been a 50-yard touchdown. Would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Um, what is the status of Jordan Travis? I don't know. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, whether it's health or frustration or whatever it might be. I got to know how we arrived at the idea that we're just going to go McKenzie Milton on the depth chart when it was released this mm-hmm. week that he's the guy. So what allowed them to arrive at that decision? Right. What did they see? What's really going on? I mean, I think it's a conscious decision that they think that that's the answer. That I think not they, I think what... Rinaldi bullied him into it with the game day feature. <laughs> It's like, I'll come down there and do it, but please let him start. He's got to play more than nine snaps. Uh, you're listening to Seminole Headlines on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Short segment here before we get to headliner questions. Can't wait. Got a lot of them. Can't Got wait to get to those positive. questions, boys. The best part of this show has been Tom's register sausage, sausage ad there yeah, during the break. On the fly. Fantastic. Yeah. Dark times, man. We didn't expect to get here in just game two. No. Especially not after uh, after game one. You and Mike Norvell both. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 get, I am really intrigued. We, we talked to Ira uh, on Monday. I love to study leadership. I love to watch and see how people handle uh, crises and, and, and what they do to overcome them. He's got one now. Did you guys listen to uh, – I, w- I should have mentioned it to Tom earlier. I wish we could get the clip of the call of the last play by Deckerhoff and will, your boy William Floyd. My boy was probably pissed. Dude, uh, it's the anger in his voice when, 
like literally well, before think the about play, how it had been building building to that point. Like oh, yeah. all the the slop, the nonsense we saw in that game that night, and then it comes to that play, and, and he sees that they're in an absolutely absurd. Yeah, defense. what does he say? So, so before the play, he's like, "All right, you just can't let him get behind you. Six seconds left. You can't go. Yeah, you know, kind of calmly. Deckerhoff's calling the play like he does, and then <laughs> the guy gets by him and catches it, and Floyd's like." That can't happen. That's the one I just said. I in the way he said it, he's like, I just said like they were listening to him. Yeah. Like I just told you to yeah. take out the trash. <laughs> I just told them to not let him get behind him. He How th- could they let him get behind he him? He throws his headset down. I'm sure, dude. He, he the rage in his voice is, is He probably started like shaking the table. <laughs> like started pounding the table. And Deckerhoff's like trying to be the pro and like Oh yeah, Deckerhoff celebrating. You would, you you would, would know if, who won. Florida State yeah. might have done it. Uh yeah, the way he gets excited for both teams, but yeah, William Floyd. I think he would struggle in that role. Because he I mean, may, he makes guttural noises when they do good things. Yeah, I can't imagine the guttural noise William would make with something like that. So think about he's a true Seminole man. He loves this program, and that was a heartbreaker. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough for Norvell and this coaching staff because those are the conversations that he's done a really good job of embracing the former players. A lot of them, Brian Allen. When when we interviewed Brian Allen a few weeks ago about the Shaheen Brown. He said that he he just loved the way Mike Norvell reached out to him in when he took the job. He didn't just mm-hmm. send a note or an email or a mass text to all the former players. Like he's reached out to these former players and really tried to engage them. And I think they were buying in, especially after what happened with Willie Taggart. They were buying into what he's doing. And then to have a game like that, and those guys know, like they know that that game was on the coaching staff. And well, and so, the coaching staff knows it's on them too. And this is where I get back to. You lost a lot there. You lost a lot from those important alumni and people that really do. And and the thing is, those those guys aren't blind. A lot of those former players, a lot of those people that are invested and also have the expertise behind the fandom because they played and they 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 also know what it takes to lead. And from a distance, they many of them have gone onto the pros and seen how a well run organization operates. They were bought in because there was evidence to believe it. Right. It wasn't random that everybody bought into this. Yeah, yeah. Some of them have watched practice. Yeah, they've been to yeah. practice. They've talked to the players. They've talked to the coaches. Like People think you just choose to believe right. because you want to. No, no, they're talking to players. They're talking to coaches. They're talking to the players on this team. Those players are telling them, yeah, this is different. This is better. We're, we're excited about it. That's why what happened is, is kind of a mystery in, in some ways. Um I don't think he thought in a million years that that could happen. Well, and that's to the point. We, at the very top of the hour, we discussed whether or not we're still convinced he's a good coach. I am just because of what we see in practice. Now, if I, if we never saw practices, I'd be like, man, I have no yeah, idea. I have no idea, yeah. But I have seen the practices. Yes. I've seen how he coaches. I've seen how he handles situations. I believe in that. But on game music, day. Music, our music's playing you out. But things you might have got away with on game day at Memphis, you can't, can't get away, get away with it. Hour number two, headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with